In today's world, it is confusing and difficult to obtain the necessary things to ascend. I would like to share with you my inner circle and team where we are all consciously ascending. Through health, wellness, nutrition, and financial means, there is no boundary or limit that my team can't achieve. Upgrade your network, upgrade your health, upgrade your finances. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Ascension Show. So glad to have you on the show here today. I've got my friend Luke with me. Luke, why don't you give us a little quick introduction about who you are, where you're from, what you like to do, and et cetera. All right. So I'm Luke Brenton. Um, I'm from Utah, and uh, I grew up here. It's a, a very religious state, and um, it's been quite interesting just growing up where I have been because um, – I'm from Utah. I've experienced Mormonism. I've experienced a lot of things. And um, yeah, so I'm in the uh, content and trading space. I am, uh, a, I just make content on just certain topics and just my opinion. And I love to look at the markets because uh, I just love making money and it's just, pretty cool to see but um yeah i love to ski i love the mountains i love a ton of things utah is oh i'm based in utah by the way i don't know if i said that but it's such an amazing state yeah it seems like a great place to to live a great place to visit uh, i've always wanted to make it out there at some point because yeah. you, know, you have the lake and you have the mountains and you have the canyons and you have all this cool stuff see i'm from the coast on north carolina so you know, I'm very spoiled with the, in, in terms of the beach because I can yeah. drive 10, 10 minutes and go to the beach and it's great. We have awesome weather. It stays warm for most of the year. And people are oh, so lucky you live at the beach and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm very lucky. But you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the the landscape out west is really, is really beautiful, man. It's different from over here. Yeah. And with Utah, unlike other states, we have – uh, we have forests, we have like lakes, we have Lake Powell, which is like this really cool, uh, it's like the Grand Canyon mixed with like rivers. And it's like this really cool experience just to see all these like massive red rocks. And like, you just don't really experience that anywhere else. Mm. And it's super, like, just a really interesting place to be. That, yeah, man, I, I, I would love to make a trip out there sometime. Um, the thing I like about North Carolina is you can have the coast on one side and do your surfing and your beach activities and whatnot. And on the other side, you have the mountains and then, you know, right. everything else in between, except desert. Um, but I, I, that's what I really like about North Carolina. You can't really get that with any other state um, mm -hmm. on the East Coast, at least, um, just because the the way North Carolina's coast is, and then obviously it goes into the mountains, which is really awesome. South Carolina has some great beaches. Georgia and Florida both have great beaches. Um, but I'm going to be biased here and say the North Carolina's got the best beaches because we have the Outer mm. Banks too. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great. And and when you live in a nice state like that, it, you really begin to appreciate nature. Like you get excited. Okay, we're gonna yeah. do a mountain trip, or oh, we're gonna do a beach trip, and you know, you want to live where the cool spots are and stuff. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have told me before, I can't wait to get out of North Carolina. I'm like, what are you leaving for? This place is awesome. Yeah, I I think that just has to do with um just being comfortable with your environment mm. and um like if your life is just really uh boring and mundane then sure like uh where you live is gonna be very boring but if you like really appre- uh appreciate like everything that your state has to offer then you're gonna love uh just more of your state because if you can't be happy with like a cup of coffee how are you supposed to be happy with like your whole entire state you know yeah exactly and I think it's all about, you know, being proud of where you're from. Like, you know, I'm from I'm from here, so I'm going to be proud of where I'm from. Um, you know, there's some things that aren't great about this state, but, you know, you can choose to look on the bright side and you can choose to look at the good things and you can choose to be where the cool things are. I mean, you know, some people are going to are not really going to be infatuated by being in the country. So that maybe they should move to, you know, the big city that we have here in is Charlotte move to the beach move to the mountains i mean it's all right. based and you know and i think some people do need that change of environment because they grow up in an area and they're like oh, this is not for me and change of environment is really good for growing it's really good for creating new habits it's really good for being in a different headspace because you're in a different space um so yeah. maybe that's where that stems from yeah well actually i've experienced this quite a lot so Normally, I'm a uh, night owl or I'm like a very nocturnal person. But recently, I've started waking up at like 530 in the morning. And it's really like shifted my environment because it's like such a different environment for uh, waking up early than it is like going to bed. I it's I, I can't even describe it. You just feel this energy of just growth and progression when you uh, really have that major change in your schedule and just do things that you won't normally do and um, because with my nocturnal schedule I would not go to the gym as often because I I'm not gonna lie I like my coffee and having coffee at like 7 p.m is not ideal so the benefit of waking super early is that I can enjoy coffee and working out which is literally the favorite my most favorite activity ever other than skiing so quite a blast yeah man there's nothing like a good cup of coffee after you hit the gym or do you do coffee before uh i do before and okay after. before and, and after <laughs> and maybe in between sets no i'm just kidding but no, yeah that's that's cool man I, I there's nothing like um going home and making a fresh cup of coffee after you got your protein shaken at least for me, man. Um, but in terms of environment, I, th- I think that's pretty interesting how like the change in your your routine, the change in your lifestyle changed your environment for you. Maybe it changed, um, you know, your brain just decided to switch at a different level. For me, when I'm in a different environment, my something changes. So I was abroad for a month and mm-hmm. everything changed. So you're a completely different environment, a completely different culture, new food, new language, new everything. 
Um, and I noticed that I, I usually I'm an early riser, go to bed, mm-hmm. good boy. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a partier. I'm not whatever. And get up early, go to the gym, mm-hmm. right? Strict diet. But when I'm, I was abroad and everything changed a night owl. I was having fun. Uh, I was, you know, deviating from the strict diet and sleeping in a bit later and just doing the things that were different. And I think it's it's also reminiscent when I go home and visit my family of a few things change because I'm back in that same environment that I was in when I was a few years younger. So in some ways that part like energetically is still mm. intertwined with that space. So right. in some ways it kind of like, I, not that I deviate, but I kind of, uh, or not, not even that I regress. It's just some kind of change that happens. Um, mm whether it's because I'm around those people that I were around before or that, you know, in the same spaces, a combination of everything. Um, but, and I noticed right. when I'm here on my own, so you have my own space, I have my own things that I need to do. And so then I'm on my own schedule and my own time. So this environment creates that version of myself. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't lie. Like having like, a clean environment is like so essential oh, it's because so great yeah man like i so i think for me personally like whenever i go to bed i think about like 50 to like 100 ideas and i'm and that just keeps me up at night i cannot sleep for the sake of it but it's then i realize it's like that's kind of why i enjoy like new experiences because when, for example, if you have to uh, get to a destination and you've done this, like, I don't know, like you've gone to the same park or whatever, like thousands of times in your life, you're going to either you're going to probably like speed to this place at like as fast as possible because you know what's there. But when it's a new experience you're going to take your time to really enjoy the nuances and just things that really stand out because especially with like eating food. Uh, I went to Vegas um, because I've been to Vegas, but I actually haven't like gambled or just really like had that experience. And then we had like um, some of the most like expensive uh, steak that you could ever get in like, and I gobbled that up so fast. And then I'm like, oh, I I regret that because that was the first time trying that. But I consumed it at like a such at like such a fast rate. And I just regretted it because I knew that that was probably going to be like beyond like a 10 out of 10 experience. And I messed it up. But anyways, just you really see things in a different lens when you're going when you're taking it more slow yeah you can really you can really observe it for what it is um i always i always noticed like my sister eats really slow she like nibbles on her food and i always like hound mm-hmm. it down but i don't you know you don't really enjoy it and you can kind of apply that same thing to life in general like really <clears throat> take it slow and really take your time because you don't you're ideally you you're really not in a rush like you know you right. might be late to a function but if you like you know reframe your mind to 
think okay to believe in divine timing then you're not in a rush you know and really we have no reason to be in a rush we have no reason to to take things fast we if you right. you know you take things fast because you have a grip on on reality and, and maybe right. you're caught up in the moment too um and if you eat the steak really fast um but if you're able to be aware and you're able to be very present and just kind of acknowledge what's going on in front of you and and be super mindful then then you know i think things can be taken slow and there's something that i i need to work on myself like by no right. means am i a saint um but i think that's the observations i've made to say that yeah that. yeah i mean especially for like what happened during covid because it's just weird looking back at it because it's not like um, I've had like uh, I've been like sick before and uh, I've been in my house all day. But just that experience was just so unique. It was just really weird to see how I would just like longboard and I would look at the highway and there would be absolutely zero cars for like hours on end. And that just really that really made me um, like unsettled because like I thought that COVID was like some very serious disease and like, Oh no, like blah, blah, blah. But once you look back at it, you kind of understand um, kind of just what was happening and you really embrace it for what it was. But in the moment you thought that like everything was just very severe and like, this is, the end of the world you know yeah and uh, there this reminds me of something that jocko says you know jocko willing yeah yeah so he talks about how when you're caught up in a situation you're not gonna he talks about his navy seals and they give him Mm -hmm. an assignment and he's he's like watching them and making sure they're doing the right things and he's like okay so they're not doing very well and they go up to him and and they just don't know what they're doing. But and Jocko sees everything, you know, he's like, he knows the problem to the puzzle. And, and, you know, he always says, you know, take a step back and, you know, lift your chin, drop your arms and, and like physically take a step back and you'll be able to see for it for what it is. And right. yeah, that's what that reminds me of, because you, when you're stuck in something, you kind of have tunnel vision on it. But if you take a step back, then you can see it for what it is. And I've used that philosophy literally and metaphorically. Like if you're stuck in a situation in your mind where you're kind of going through a negative thought loop, you just, okay, take a step back. It's not that deep. Or even just like in something physical, you get in a little banter or uh, a fit, you know, altercation with someone just taking a step back. Okay. Take a deep breath. Okay. It's fine. Like there's no point mm-hmm. in being mad. Um so it yeah dude it's it's so important to just kind of not be so fixated on on the that the particular thing good and bad because if you're, yeah. you don't want to be too high on the highs and you don't want to be too low on the lows i think caleb said that on your podcast too yeah yeah exactly um you you have to just really just be consistent and um how i personally see it is that um I've been so personally frustrated for how things have gone uh, in my life that now I'm not even frustrated anymore. I'm determined to win mm. because like the, 
here's something that's really interesting. So um, I did football in high school, and this one thing stood out throughout my four years of playing football is that there is a significant difference from being good at something and being great at something. And we don't, we overlook things, right? We don't really take the time to realize that uh, we want something or we need something. Like we need water, we need air and we need food, right? But do we do that for every single thing we put our time in? Do we really need to win? Do we really need to just live a healthy life? No, but it all comes down to like your perspective on what you need to do. And when you really reflect on uh, your life and just what you want to do in general, then you can understand what you need to do. So many people are lost and say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But then at the end of the day, what do you need to do? Not what you want, but what do you need to do to have the life that you want? Yeah, man. I think I'm, I'm going to bounce back off of two of those two of those points you said there. So first of all, the difference between being good and great is something that I, t- I kind of look at athletes for this. So if you look at the most the most elite athletes out there. So one person that comes to mind is someone like Cristiano Ronaldo. And he's great. He's he's one of the best in the game. And he was seen at his football club after everybody had gone home. This was like two weeks ago. After everybody had gone home, he was seen in the gym working out by himself. And that's an account. That's one of many right. accounts of him um be doing the most to be the the great one right there there's other people right. his teammates have told stories about how they they go they go to a different city have a game come back on the bus and say okay guys let's go for a run and it's like 2 a.m and that's that's uh, that's just testament to what makes you great what kind of extra work what kind of extra dedication are you willing to put in to to make that extra step and the second thing i want to bounce off of what you said was what do you need to do and that's a good question that you can ask yourself that's a question i can ask myself um like what do i need to do to to be better what do i need to do to fulfill my purpose and that like i'm i'm still working with that today um i think that a great a great way to start is to put things on paper and to realize realize kind of what your destiny is and and um and make sure where where you're coming from is at a, a genuine place and i think it's important to visualize and take action on the things that you lay out for yourself so that's kind of where i'm coming from but I don't know if you if you were able to take anything away from that. Yeah, um, I just think that you have to uh, just see the vision, right? You just have to view everything in a just you have to see where you're going in life. Like 
if you have a blindfold and you um, kind of just, if you're like in archery, right, and you have a blindfold and you aim at a target, you're going to miss most of your shots. That That is guaranteed. But when you have your eyes, um, when you don't have that blindfold on and you have your vision focused on the target, you're you're more likely to hit your goals and just hit the target in general. Because a lot of people are just operating without seeing the greater picture. They're just mm. in Go this... Going through the motions. Um, yeah, exactly. They're, because... It's interesting to see how like um, social media has just affected people so much because it's almost like instant gratification has made it uh, is so powerful that it's literally affecting how people interact with other people because why should I talk to some random stranger when I can look at my phone and get instant gratification from the people that I know that make me happy instead of these strangers that might not make me happy, might make me happy, I don't know. But it's like our world is like so gravitated for instant gratification that we're not taking risk and we're just going for the most comfortable thing possible. Yeah, I think... I think modern society has kind of constructed a life that's very comfortable for for us in general. Think about it. We're, we sit in chairs all day. We have comfy furniture. We have easily accessible food that's been hijacked to, you know, trick our taste buds and make us addicted to shit foods and and all this other stuff that plays into it. And we are stuck with the instant gratification because it's so easy to open your phone and just get dopamine hits from all these videos and all these likes. And, oh, I matched with all these girls on Tinder, bro. And I'm like, okay, so, so what, man? Like, that's not real life. Yeah. Like, you know, take a step back and observe right. real life, right? That's I, I really – I don't know if you've noticed this with people our age, but eye contact is a lost skill. For some reason, people can't make eye contact in passing. Yeah. Um, we can't hold eye contact in conversation. We can't hold eye contact when we, you know, we dap each other up. Like you dap the homies up, they don't look at you. And I'm like, yeah. hey, something's off here. We're just – we're used to, you know, looking at the phones and not at each other. And yeah, and it's, it's, eye contact is a lost skill, man. And I think it got worse with COVID or maybe I became more aware of it. But it's just yeah. – um, it's just really – it's – it's kind of sad to see because, you know, it's a genuine human connection to be able to look at someone in right. eyes. Um, so that's just kind of my, my two cents on the, on the top. Yeah. It's, it's almost if, because I love AI. I think AI is a very interesting topic to talk about, but it it's almost like our phones are so advanced that it's making us robotic in some ways because why should I talk to this person when I can text them? Why should I, uh, I don't know. Why should I uh, go out and date when I have Tinder, right? It's like almost like technology is like becoming ingrained into our, into our subconscious because we've had it for like so long. And 
because you can view AI as um, just artificial intelligence, or you can look at AI as our phones are literally artificial intelligence because even though it's done great for the world, I can connect with you uh, through Zoom and just through any social media app that I want. But there's there there's the consequences, which is coming back to the instant gratification, which has just made everyone a little bit kind of just dopamine driven. Yeah, seeking short term over long term. And that is not, I've been there before, I'm working on it still. But when you're stuck in an instant gratification mindset, you're not thinking in the long term. You're thinking for for the short term. You're thinking about, I want this now, I want it this way, and I you, know, you need it now. And it's never win overnight. You know, you're, what things that come, things that are good are made over meant much so much time many years even right it 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 takes effort and dedication to like get a, a sense of gratification for something that's what's so wrong with porn you can turn on porn and jack off in 30 seconds and see more hot girls than you know the richest king could in all of his lifetime and and that's wrong and you know you should you know our our grand our grandfathers used to like have the most you know, they used to, you know, touch a pair of titties and be excited. Now it's like, okay, you can go on your phone and see all these bikini models. Like it's just, it's just, we've been, our brains are completely hijacked and, and we need to, you know, become aware of this. And we need to, once, once you become aware, like you, you, when you become aware, you'll, you know, you need to care too. You need to care about, Mm -hmm. okay, my, my brain's being fucked by society right now. I need to change that. Right. And then, um, my advice to people who uh, are in this gratification like circle and they can't get out of it is realize your phone is not real. Like, mm. yes, they the person you're seeing is technically real, but what are the odds of meeting them in person? Probably zero. I'm to be completely honest. And even though they're like funny, they have charisma. It's guaranteed that you will never meet this person and when you realize that you realize wait bad news is actually bad for me because even though this happened and it's terrible it sucks why what what can i do about it just stare at this thing that's making me uh depressed and uh just depressed and just feel bad for things that aren't even happening relatively close to me. And um, it's yeah, just dude, that's super... how they get you. Exactly. And we're living in a world where we're afraid in our own homes that are technically are like safe space, right? But we're afraid. We're afraid of things that don't even this is the reason why I don't even vote is because what can I do? Vote? How is that helpful? There's like millions of people who can also vote and share my values. So, yeah, exactly. Um, And so this is where they get you with the, the news cycle, right? They tell you about stuff that's happening everywhere, except where you are. 
stuff in Ukraine, stuff in China, stuff in Russia, stuff on the other side of the country, stuff here, stuff there. But it's never it's never happening where you are. It's not in real life. You're just you're seeing it on a TV screen. You're seeing it on your phone. And, you know, you can that's how psyops happen. Right. They, they're totally lying about the stuff that's going on in Ukraine. But obviously, you're not going to be able to tell because you're seeing it on the TV screen. Like it's all mm-hmm. it's all there to keep you in a low vibration. It's all there to keep you with a fear mind in a scarcity mind because then you're operating at the lowest vibration possible and you're very suggestible. That's how you that's how you can have a suggestible population through fear mongering because people are living in this scarcity mindset. They're more open to suggestion. So why do you think that everyone was so easily suggested in, in participating in a global experiment? Because everyone was scared. Everyone was coerced. Right? That's that's mm-hmm. how that's how this these things happen. These think tanks are geniuses at the human psyche and they understand where humans can be basically manipulated and right. unknowingly to them the right. people who are being manipulated and that's right. all it all ties into the comfort that comes with our society right the comfort of turning right. on the tv and watching the game and drinking some beers with the bros while you know they're you know behind the scenes doing money money laundering through the sports team right to fund their shit that they do you know in the middle east right yeah um and that's that's how they keep you in that low vibration right and when you can become aware that okay this i need to be focused on real life i need to be focused on myself i need to be focused on things that i can change i need to be focused on improving the people around me in my circumstances and making sure that i'm serving other people then you can really begin to like step away from that, which ties us back from the other thing before stepping away, right? And observing right. your environment and observing what what real life is, right? Then you exactly. can start to ascend consciously and energetically at a vibrational sense because then you're experiencing gratitude and abundance and love and all these great things that help your mind and your your soul and your body and your the, your people, right? Um, and the life that was built for us was to keep us away from that. And exactly. And, and then, you know, your purpose is is breaking free from that and finding where you're supposed to fit in with all those, you know, the all those high value things that you're supposed to do. Exactly. I so recently I picked up this book called uh, Think Slow and Fast. And it's a pretty interesting book because it has perceptions that I have never like it. Me, it makes sense, but you just don't take time to think about it. Tell us, and that's why cool from the book. So, think about this. So I, so I have a, so I had a mentee that is sixteen, right? He's um, pretty young. He doesn't really know what to do with his life. I helped him, gave my advice that I think would benefit him, and he was just really. Um, down on himself that he wasn't making like any money and that he wanted to be a millionaire in two years. And something from this book is fast thinking and slow thinking. And I think with social media to tie back what we were saying earlier, we're mixing the two up. We're thinking fast when we're supposed to be thinking slow and we're thinking slow when we're supposed Mm. to be thinking fast because for example, like three 
billion trillion years ago, right? We we were hunting lions. When in that scenario, we were thinking fast, like this lion's gonna kill me. I have to react fast and get away from this lion. But then we see a bird fly over, and oh, so I I messed it up a bit. But basically, your the lion kills your son, and then you feel bad. So then, um, fifteen years later, you have another son. A bird flies over, and then your son dies. That bird did not kill your son, but because of that event, you assume that that bird killed your son. But when it, but it was actually a coincidence. And something that I personally realized is that technology has made us think fast when we're supposed to think slow, because when we have all the answers at like the tip of our fingers, we're thinking fast. We're thinking, oh, how can I make a million? in a week or how can I do this idea, this idea, this idea. It's like we're using the wrong type of thinking for our lives because something the gym teaches people is to think slow and to think logically. Like how can I increase my calories? How can I uh, take certain supplements to help my growth in the long term? And when you're thinking fast, it doesn't Coming back to the instant gratification, it's like people are using the wrong types of thinking for things, and it's just mind blowing. Yeah, man, um, I I totally get what you're saying about from the gym, like it makes you hone in. Okay, making laying the each brick to make progress, and you think about the year, the goals over a year instead of you know, okay, over a month I want to gain four pounds, great, but you can't gain twenty pounds in a month unless you're shooting up steroids or something. Right. Another thing I right. um, another thing that kind of resonates with this is from jujitsu class, right? So you can you have to think about something like that in the long term. It takes it's the longest martial art path to get your black belt and it has the highest percentage dropout rate. And people get caught up in the short term. They're thinking too fast. They're thinking about making progress overnight. And they they get their ass kicked, you know, more times than they kick ass, then they're gonna quit. Well, they get injured and they quit. They don't think about the long term. But if you think about the long term and think about how insignificant the the ass kickings and the kicking asses are, then you can really be like, okay, in ten years, in eight years, in seven years, I'm gonna be a black belt and this shit won't matter because I'm gonna have my own gym mm. and I'm gonna have my own students. Right. And- this and that and that's what's really been helpful to me learning this lesson in jujitsu applying it to real life like oh my oh my god i'm going about everything Mm. so wrong i have to think about things Mm -hmm. in terms of jujitsu i have to think about okay i'm not going to be a black belt for another 60 years so i might as well just you know keep just keep going and every time after class my coach is like guys the secret sauce is just showing up just keep showing up right i'm gonna do better that's how that's exactly. what it is. It's that simple. And I think I think the reason we're thinking fast is because we try and overcomplicate things. But if you kind of look at the long term, you it's really simple. It's just like, okay, well, if I just do this consistently for a year, two years, three years, then I'm going to be a professional. Right. I'm going to be a genius. I'm going to be ripped, right? I just Exactly. Yeah. So it, our brains have been hijacked by cheap dopamine and we're thinking, yeah, like you said, backwards. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And I I think some something that I personally realized is that um is that psychology is honestly so important. Like 
learning how people just react to certain things. Like, um, I think people's psychology are being like, people are not reacting normally because of the environment we are in. And, um, I want to lead back to, um, kind of just having, uh, ADHD, right? Because my brother has ADHD. Um, all of us have some sort of ADHD or kind of just these high deficit, um, functions the people with adhd are really good at focusing but it's only two certain things right because imagine because i used to ski as a kid i used to be so i used to ski professionally and as a kid right i had no experience in skiing it was probably like my first year or two but I was competing against other adults because um, we were in this uh, group, right? And I got gold and I was out beating all my competition. And that wasn't because like I was an expert at skiing. I was like 13. It was because I was using my disability to my advantage, which most people don't understand how to do because they don't understand themselves. Coming back to the instant gratification you will understand yourself when you're not like getting dopamine hits because when you go on monk mode and go in these moments of silence you start to think who am i what am i really capable of where where is my life leading to and you get in these very like stoic deep thinking patterns and that's honestly something that can really help you for your future because it's your why most people think about what can i do but they don't think why can i do this dude that's powerful man that's super powerful something that somebody told me i don't remember who told me but they told me you're what you think is your greatest curse is actually your greatest gift. So that's exactly. super thought, man. But um, as we wrap up here, I always ask guests on the show, if you have one message for the whole world and pretend everybody's listening to you right now, what, what's your message that you're going to share with everybody? Mm, interesting. So my message is, is that um, instead of, thinking um, all these ideas that you had because to come back to me thinking uh, like a hundred thoughts when I'm trying to sleep, I practice meditation and I come from a Christian family and um, I believe in God uh, and like these Eastern um, practices aren't taught enough in Christianity. And I think they should because I think that meditation is the best way to combat with technology because if you have everything, meditations teaches you that you have nothing. Dude. But yeah. That's so powerful, man. And that's such a unique message, dude. Um, I, I've never had a message like that before on the show, man. That's That's super helpful to me. That's super helpful to anyone that's going to hear this dude 
Um, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show, man. I had a great time talking with you. Yeah. We got into some great stuff. Exactly. Uh, like, yeah, dude, we're going to have to do this again. Thanks so much sure. to the listeners who tuned in today. If you got this far, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Um, peace, everybody. All right. See you guys.